Hey everyone, welcome to the Landlord Association podcast. I'm your host, George Gao. This is a podcast by the landlords and for the landlords in the greater Houston area. We'll discuss tips, strategies, techniques to help our listeners to be more educated and ultimately become more successful rental property owners and investors. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 31. Normally, we don't have too many national guests because we try to be more of a local Houston-focused show. But I thought today's guest and his company provided a very unique service to the landlords and tenants that could add value to all of our listeners and one that I haven't heard before. So today, we had Grant Burwash from Landlord Credit Bureau, which is a company based out of Toronto, Canada, and started by a serial tech entrepreneur who was trying to solve his own problems with his rental portfolio and improve rental collections. Grant is going to tell us a lot more detail but at a high level, Landlord Credit Bureau is a consumer reporting agency. When a landlord signs up, they can report all their rent payments and will positively help tenants build their credit if it's paid on time or if they miss payments, negatively impact their score or credit score, just like banks and credit card companies report their payments for car loans, mortgages, and medical bills, etc. The ultimate goal is to empower both landlords and tenants and improve communications and help both parties be more responsible. And we'll dig into some of the ways LCB helped to do that with their system. Grant's a VP of business development and himself was a successful real estate investor with a portfolio in the US and Canada. He actually had some Texas ties when he lived in Houston for a while and graduated with an MBA from UT Macomb School of Business. So I really hope you guys can find this helpful. You can find more about them at landlordcreditbureau.com. And you can reach Grant at G Burwash, that's G-B-U-R-W-A-S-H at landlordcreditbureau.com. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Grant Burwash. Hey Grant, welcome to the Landlord Association Podcast. How are you? Good, George. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. I think I don't think many of our listeners are familiar with what your company does, but before we get started, tell us about yourself and your background and how you get into the real estate and, and before you joined the Landlord, Landlord Credit Bureau. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on here. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to tell our story. So I actually found my way into real estate relatively young. My parents were landlords growing up, so I got exposed to the highs and lows of what that looked like and started investing in real estate in my early 20s. In 2014, I, I moved down to Texas with my wife and actually got my MBA from the University of Texas. And at that time, while I was doing my degree, I started working in the technology sector which kind of serendipitously led me to working for Landlord Credit Bureau a couple of years later. I met the CEO and as I heard about the platform and kind of what it was doing for landlords as well as the great tenants out there, I saw immediately the opportunity that existed in the system and I wanted to jump over and be part of the company. Great. Yeah, so, and before we started, you said you did have some, uh, not only your parents, you know, investing in real estate, but I think you invest in some real estate yourself too, right? I do. Yeah, I've done several different deals. Um, you know, started out with the land syndication was actually my, my first deal. Um, some rural lands that were about to be annexed by a local town. Um, since then, I've done rental properties. I've funded some development and, and done a few different types of deals uh, also outside of real estate. So it's become a larger, larger part of my life. And it's definitely something I spend a lot of my, I'll use the term free time thinking about and reading about. Yeah. And uh, so let's get, let's get into Landlord Credit Bureau. Tell us, you know, uh, where are you guys located? What do you guys do? And, uh, you know, what benefits you guys provide for, the, for landlords and tenants? 
Yeah, so we were started in Canada, but we exist in both Canada and the U.S. right now. And we are a special reporting agency that's more commonly called a credit bureau that is built to bring transparency and accountability to the rental industry. And our main offering is the ability for rental payments to impact a tenant's credit. So every month that a tenant pays, their credit improves. And every month that they don't pay or there's a debt that's outstanding, their credit is negatively impacted. So this is a really powerful tool that provides for landlords and property managers to provide additional certainty in their rental payments each month. But it also provides an incredible incentive for those tenants and a great reward for the largest expense they get every month by the ability to improve their credit. Yeah, uh, that's that makes sense. Um, you know, because when I, just from personal experience, when I screen a tenant, you know, I, I go to a, um, a screening website, you, you pay $30, $40 to get a credit report. But that credit report usually just have, you know, their credit cards, their kind of their hospital bills and, you know, car payments and things. We never really tr- see a history. You get an eviction report sometimes, but you never really see a history of their the rent payments right is that where you guys kind of fill in in that space definitely so there's two components that i'd like to share about in this space so one is there's a tenant record that gets built up specifically in landlord credit bureau that'll have month by month breakdown of payments whether it's paid in full whether there's a late payment or a debt that's outstanding as well as there's six objective questions that you can answer on a tenant, like was there damage, excessive damage done? Was there ever a judgment, excessive noise? Would you rent to this tenant again? And then there's a long form ability where you can write a review for the tenant. And you know, when you're thinking about that screening process, this is one thing that you can search for specifically within landlord credit that rounds out that full picture of tenancy that can be shared by that tenant for future landlords. There's also the aspect of impacting, uh, we secure a trade line with companies like Equifax. And so that would impact their general credit, which you would show up in a lot of other screening mechanisms, or if they're looking for an auto loan or trying to get a cell phone. And this can be a really helpful aspect to tenants. So using a personal example for myself, I moved down to Houston when I was you know, in my mid, late 20s, and my credit from Canada didn't transfer down. And so if I was on LCB at the time, I would have been able to show a future landlord that here's my, even though I don't have credit within the country, this is also useful for students that are starting out to try and build credit. It's, it's a way that I could approve that I've been paying rent in the past and a way that I can expedite building credit. So really attractive from those individuals that are either new to the country, new to credit, or frankly have been are just trying to build up that credit report. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, and uh, does it operate differently in Canada versus in the U.S., or is it pretty much the same business model? Uh, do you guys any, have any differences? Very similar. I mean, there's some different regulations, um, which we don't need to get into, but yeah, yeah it, it's very similar in how it operates from a, a user standpoint. So the how it actually reports, the interfaces, uh, you get to interact in the same way, and we designed it to be efficient as possible. So most of us at... LCB have been landlords, almost everybody's been a tenant. So we always put on that lens to say, okay, what do I want to see as a landlord? And then what do I want to have my experience like as a tenant as well? Okay. So when somebody first signs up, uh, just get in, let's get into a little nitty gritties. Does a landlord and a tenant have both signed up for the service to get started or how does it, how does yeah, someone get started? 
Yeah, so the tenant doesn't have to sign up initially. So you as a landlord can go in, create an account for free, you can start entering entering tenant data. And one important aspect in security measure of our system is we have every every user on it verify their identity. So if a tenant creates a free account or if the landlord is creating an account, that way we know who is actually entering that information and we can go back and handle any any disputes or just ensure that that's valid information. So as a landlord, then you can sign up, you can start reporting on those tenants. And what actually gets reported is somewhat dependent on those tenants. So our free account allows you to build a report within Landlord Credit Bureau. That's that tenant record that I was talking about early that, earlier that can be shared. But if you wanted to impact that tenant's credit with someone like Equifax, then that is a paid feature of our site. And what happens then is we will send the tenants a welcome notification, letting them inform them that they have been reported to the landlord credit bureau, telling them about all the benefits and, and what is actually being offered to them. And there's a link for them to create an account. And so when you're looking for the consent, the landlord doesn't need to consent to sign up, but what they're able to do with the platform depends on whether the tenant is responsible or not. So for responsible tenants, it is consent driven process, whether they give that in written form or whether they create an account with us and give consent that way. But for delinquent tenants, both current and former, consent isn't required. Okay, gotcha. And um, let's say somebody short paid a hundred bucks in rent uh, this month. Um, and then does the landlord just put in like, you know, the actual amount they shorted and then that automatically get reflected into the, uh, your system or do they have to say, you know, do I want to report this, um, you know, versus maybe I'll give them a, a, you know, 30 days to make this up. How does that work or, you know, on the, on the late payments? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our system defaults that all your tenants stay the same and all tenants pay on time each month. So the only time you'd have to interact with our, with our site is if there is a late payment. So in your example, hundred bucks, you would log in, you know, usually somewhere between the fourth or the fifth when you've had some time for rent to clear and you input that hundred dollars. If you desire, then we can send a late payment notification to that tenant, letting them know that there's an outstanding balance. They can log in and see what that amount is and hopefully drive that conversation to you that then they pay you. Now, depending on local regulation, you can either mark that as being paid late or whether it's just paid in full. So then if they pay you within that month, you'd report that the balance owing is zero. And then the next month, again, it would start at zero. So there's an inherent delay within the system. So we're coming up on the end of October here. We're going to be reporting October's payments on the 15th of November. So this gives some time for those tenants to drive that conversation to, to pay that landlord in full. Because really one of the main goals of our platform is to drive those positive conversations and to really help improve that relationship with landlords and their tenants. So that if there is going to be challenges in payments, they're proactively coming, at, coming forward and looking to go on a payment plan or, or offering solutions rather than just being delinquent. I think that's the thing that's everybody's goal. It's not, you know, especially for landlords, not to drive everybody's credits down. It's really to, um, you know, help build that tenant relationship and, help, you know, hopefully it's win-win for both sides. Absolutely, for sure. I mean, we see this a lot right now with the COVID times, right? That this has been a really interesting time for our business, just in the, the shift of conversations that we're seeing on both sides. And, I think some of the best interactions I have with individuals is where you're having landlords that are coming forward saying, Hey, I have tenants that are, they're trying like they're on payment plans. How do I do this? And we actually allow you to report those payment plans with us. So even if they're not paying the total amount that's outlined in their lease, 
as long as they're abiding by that payment plan that they've set between them and the landlord, we're able to help build their credit through that. You just report the balance as being zero uh, and it would help them continue to build that credit as they're going through the payment plan. Now at the point in time, if they do choose to be delinquent, then obviously that, that debt can be re-entered and that can be reported. But for a vast majority of the people that are going through the effort of going on a payment plan, they're truly doing it to try and help get out. And you know, it's a, a great way that the landlord can help hold them accountable, but it also offers that reward for the tenant. Gotcha. Okay. Sounds good. And um, in addition to the uh, impact of the credit uh, bureau, I think, what other benefits are there when on the on the premium plan? Yeah, so the premium plan is main benefit is the impact on their credit. Mm-hmm. We also offer a discount on some of our other features. So that is the ability to search our tenant database. So if you you find a tenant that you're essentially searching for, there's a discount on that. Um, you can see their full tenant record. The ability to report former tenants for a one-time payment to Equifax. So that would be you know, a $9.99 charge as opposed to looking at a monthly fee. It's a one-time payment where we secure that trade line um, until that debt is reported as, as zero. Um, and we are about to launch the ability to run credit checks as well. So this would be your traditional former employment residences have that credit score, those sort of aspects. So when you think about helping those landlords or property managers as they run their business, there's areas where we can help on the tenant vetting, although we don't consider ourselves just a tenant vetting site, then monitoring that tenant behavior while they live to live in your properties to reduce the likelihood of delinquencies or late payments, which saves you a lot of time and headaches, uh, as well as improves the returns. And then we also have that offering for those former tenants in the form of uh, securing that trade line. Okay, sounds good. Um, so I guess the reason for landlords to sign up is pretty obvious, you know, it, it helps us, you know, not only report a current tenant, but you can search the database for, um, you know, other tenants who, who are applying for your you know, properties and get a background on not only their credit history, but also their rent payment history. That's, you know, I think that's a great feature. What about from the tenant side? Uh, you know, why should a tenant sign up for, for something like this? Yeah. So for a tenant, the, the vast majority of them, are great, right? And they're not getting credit for the largest expense that they have every single month. And so for, for tenants, you can initiate the sign-up process and, and invite your landlord to it. It is required that the landlord is reporting those monthly payments at this time. And it's really that collaboration and, and visibility between the two. But for the tenants, that that is the biggest benefit is it's one is building that credit that can help you buy get a mortgage in a couple of years. It can help you get an auto loan in a few years. But also then if you're planning on just moving to a new rental property, it's another tool that you can actually take depending on the market and and show that landlord and say, this is what my past history has been with my former landlord. It shows a month by month breakdown. It's kind of a verified reference that you can take with you. And especially when you look at competitive housing markets, um, you know, Houston at times can be that way. Austin definitely is getting quite competitive. So, you know, you're looking at a way that they can kind of skip the line and, and truly prove the validity of their rental history. Yeah. I think for a landlord, instead of calling all the historical landlord that this guy been with, you can just kind of bring this up, report and see, Hey, you know, he's, he's a, from a very, from a third party that this guy's been paying rent and, uh, doesn't have any bad reviews and things like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so, what it, so 
on the communication side, what if, what if there's a dispute? You know, the, the tenant says, oh, the landlord didn't fix this uh, issue. That's why I didn't pay rent. Um, and the landlord's disputing that. Say, oh, you haven't paid for two months. I'm reporting to the agencies. How do you kind of deal with those kind of conflicts between the landlord and tenant? Yeah. So we operate in the same way as, as other credit bureaus work. Um, and the tenants are able to view their records for free and dispute any incorrect information. Um, however, we are endeavoring to go above and beyond in a couple ways. First, we proactively notify the tenants they have a report with us. So that's in the form of a welcome letter that we send to any tenant that is about to be reported. And as we've created a very simple dispute process whereby the tenant can log in for free and dispute the record instantly within our platform. Okay, good. The other aspect I'll say to that is that delay in reporting. So to allow time for that dispute process to actually occur, it is that month delay in actually sharing that information with Equifax. And that is an important aspect. Okay, no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think people, um, you want to get the whole picture, right? You want to know what, what actually happened and give the people the chance to uh, correct any you know, oversight. Mm -hmm. Um, For that sure. makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, um, and one of the things, uh, you know, you guys mentioned on the website while I was looking through that is you, you said you assist with the debt collection. How does it work? How do you guys assist with the uh, any you know, bad debt or delinquent payments? Yeah, so we're not a collection agency, but what we offer is the ability to secure that trade line for those former tenants. So there, there's two components, whether you're looking at a current tenant that has debt just by having that trade line registered every single month that you have either a balance or a debt being reported that reduces the likelihood of them ever being delinquent or of that debt being formed. If you have former tenants that this can be up into the past six years that owe you money, you can register them with us and that trade line can be secured until that debt is paid. And this is a really powerful tool in a, in a couple ways. One, we send them email notifications warning them of the escalating impact that this is having on their credit. So it's coming from a third party. It clearly outlines what impact this is having. If they choose to disregard that communication, then there's that impact, that escalating impact that occurs within their general credit report. So when they go to find a, get a cell phone or get an auto loan or those sort of things, that trade line is going to be existing. And at that point in time, then the tenant would have to reach out to us or reach out to the landlord at that time. Your information isn't shared on those credit reports. It's our company information. So, you know, they, they may reach out to us and we'd put them in contact with you to help pay that debt before it would actually get removed. Yeah, that's great. I can see that play out in a couple of situations, you know, uh, I had a situation before where, you know, a tenant left a property in really bad shape cost, you know, or three thousand uh, dollars of damages that you you don't maybe you don't want to just uh, I don't know do you have to go to a small claims court and get a judgment against them to remember to report this? Yeah, so we don't for rent. So what we allow you to report on the trade line is what's specifically outlined within the lease. That for most people that's rent and utilities. If there's excessive damages, you can fill out the area of that tenant report that specifically calls out them, but that isn't the dollar value that goes to Equifax. And this is important because often with damages, there's some ambiguity in the numbers. And so to prevent anything from having to be taken down, it's, we force things to actually be just as they're outlined within the lease. Got it. 
So if somebody skipped out, uh, like, you know, they had a 12 month lease, but then left after three months, you still have nine months of lease on there. You can just say, here's the lease you signed, you just got nine months, nine more months at for a thousand dollars each. There's therefore, you know, I'm going to have a report $9,000 in uh, rent in arrears uh, to right. the credit bureau. Right. Okay. That's the most common uh, type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Or exactly. Or, or someone's moved out already. Right. So yeah. Yeah, because there's no way for, I mean, I don't, just speaking from personal experience, I mean, I don't want to just go to court every time, you know, somebody leaves early and, but this way you can report somebody to their credit or next time they go to a landlord, different landlord, or go to a, uh, like you said, apply for a car loan, it shows up and impacts them. They won't do that to another person, right? Yeah. And using our service doesn't preclude you from using going and seeking a judgment or, or pursuing other means, right? So what we see most often among our members is, again, they have a current tenant that's starting to fall behind, they'll start reporting them. And then when they move out, okay, now they switch the profile to be a former tenant. Um, so they have a specific move out date, you put the entire debt that's outstanding on their credit report, and then that just continues to get reported. So it's a bit of a shift in messaging that goes, but then at that same time, you're typically trying to protect your returns and trying to make sure that you're getting paid in every way possible. So, you know, it's a nominal fee that you're paying us to get that process started. And it does have a really, really powerful impact. You know, we see delinquencies reduced by well over a third among our members and late payments reduced significantly greater than that. But when you're dealing specifically with collections, like this is just an ongoing and escalating thing that, that sticks with them. So, you know, if it takes a couple months to get a judgment, this is one way that's actually already starting to work for you. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, I think um, um, improving that communication, I mean, you know, I think really helps uh, with the collections and you know, having it come from third party, you know, I think it builds that level of, um, you, know, uh, you know, trust and communication between the tenant and the landlord. So definitely. Um, and, and we're here for the landlords, you know, if there are disputes, then our, our team steps in and handles those. When you're looking to onload your properties, uh, I know a vast amount of listeners here have, you know, a few properties themselves. And so when you're looking to get started, we have some wording and some sample letters that can be sent out that you can proactively reach out to your tenants. Often the tenants will reach out to us inquiring specific questions. So we don't want to impose all those onto you. Our team is truly here to help work with you to, to make sure that relationship stays positive. And for the most part, it's just communication. Right. They, they haven't they maybe haven't heard of Landlord Credit Bureau before. Um, they aren't sure why they're being reported. And so it's kind of indicating, OK, yes, there's a debt that's owed. This is why it says there is. This is from your legit landlord. Um, or in most instances, it's, hey, you know, this is a benefit that your landlord is wanting to provide to you. And, you know, here's all the reasons how it can help you. Right. And it goes both ways. Right. If the landlord is not doing their job. And this is a way for a tenant to report them, right? They, yeah. Tenants can leave reviews on the landlord says this guy is a slum or he doesn't fix repairs or he doesn't, uh, he at he act extra fees on my rent or not being reasonable. So um, I, I don't think landlords want a bad review on, on their on themselves. So uh, I think it holds both companies more accountable, mm -hmm. which yeah. is the goal. And um, and does it does the delinquency work the same way as other credits like credit cards? If somebody does have a you know, mystery payment, does it stay on for five to seven years on the on the credit report? Is that how it kind of works with uh, like other credits? Yeah, so think of it as being reported very similar to a cell phone or a credit card. 
that every month there's either a debt or a full payment being reported. So while they're a current tenant, this is kind of going month by month by month. It's a former tenant, then it's typically there's a debt. So there's kind of this ongoing, you know, 30, 60, 90, 120 day impact that you'll see on a lot of those credit checks. Um, when we do close out an account, so we don't continue to update the account if you're not reporting to us in perpetuity. So then the impact on that, either positive or negative, will last for you know that standard six years beyond that. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and do you guys operate in all the states? How many states are you in, guys, now? Do you, uh, you have yeah, we're in all the states. Yeah, okay. we're in all the states. Okay. And how big is your customer base now? Do you have a, like a ballpark number if you're you comfortable sharing? Yeah, so we have about 36,000 property managers and landlords that are using our service right now. And that's a mix across Canada as well as the U.S. Right. I mean, that's just users, right? And I mean, they probably have more, each user probably have multiple properties. Uh, right. Under that. Yeah. So that's great. That's, I think, you know, um, the more people sign up, it's just more uh, beneficial for somebody to you know, get in your network and be able to see how other people are reporting uh, for those tenants and landlords. Definitely. No, there is a network effect that is it's a component of our business from that tenant screening, but it's also important to remember that the relationship that you have between your tenant and the ability to impact their credit doesn't rely on any other tenants being in the system, right? So I think that's one of the great powers that LCB offers is that regardless of what the tenant vetting is that you've done it's like at any point in time a, a tenant could choose to not pay um and so for the vast majority they don't ever do that but you know COVID has brought this forefront more than anything else and so that's where that ongoing monthly reporting is is really important and, and a wonderful tool that landlords have yeah no that makes sense and uh it just, do you guys have a contract some, if someone signed up for the premium service is it month to month or can they it's cancel month to month. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's month to month. If you are a larger landlord property manager, just reach out to our support team and we can put you in contract with uh, part of our sales side. And so we, we do have some volume discounts. We also have some other offerings as we're looking to help you with onboarding to make it a lot easier. Um, just if you are dealing with a large number of units. Gotcha. And uh, for smaller landlords, you know, I know there's a lot of landlord, you know, uh, property management softwares and, um, and maybe larger landlords have, uh, uh, property owners have other types of software. Do you guys integrate with other uh, PM softwares out there or it's more like a standalone service that you have to log into every month to, uh, to report the delinquencies? Yeah, so we're always looking for better ways to serve our customers. So, you know, if you're interested in that, please reach out to us. Um, we we can usually do exports and loads from those systems to make it really simple to get going. And because that monthly maintenance is, is so minimal, you know, even for a few hundred units, it'll just take you minutes per month to update. So right now, a lot of the interactions that individuals are having with our site is directly through the app. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and, uh, when some, why I want to screen a tenant and you mentioned, you know, when I sign up, it offers discounts to be able to screen the tenant, uh, based on their his, uh, historical reportings. Um, does this replace a, a credit screening service? Like what I usually do if I go, if I go to the credit bureau and I want to screen the tenant, uh, or do you think this is, uh, something in addition that, that, uh, landlord should do on top of, uh, the, just a regular, uh, credit screening that they do? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I, you know, I think a lot of individuals have developed 
tenant vetting or screening for themselves. So we can typically help enhance that. And sometimes we replace it just depending on where you're at. So there's three components to it that we can offer. First, it's free. Like you can go onto our website and download these clauses to put in your leases and applications. And as we've talked a lot about today, it's driving that conversation early. So prospective tenants look to see that you are going to be reporting rent every month to credit bureaus and the professional types of tenants are going to self-select out. Whereas you're going to start to attract those tenants that are truly looking for that benefit. Honestly, use our, end up using our services or not. The other aspect that is typically complementary and is unique to our site is the ability to search for that database. So if you're pulling credit checks for someone else or using other sort of tenant vetting websites, you can always come in and search our database. If you don't get a hit, then you don't get charged for it. Um, if you do decide to use us for credit checks, so kind of the standard uh, numbers from the credit score that comes from Equifax and looking at employment and, and other debts that are outstanding on that tenant, uh, other payments that they have, then that can be done through us or you can use other services for that as well. That's great. Um, yeah, I think people are always looking to ways to be smarter about screening tenants, right? It's always the, you know, 90% of good tenants, but the 10% is costing you all the trouble. So people, landlords are uh, very, very uh, conscientious about the good tenants. And I think this is a way to kind of, um, on to the information they can gather about the potential applicants. So. Definitely. That's great. And, uh, and you say you started in 2012? Is that? Yeah, uh, the company was founded in 2012. Yeah. So since then, I think 2012 is at least for, from, you know, I know real estate has been in a long, long time, and, but really kind of really picked up the last 10 years or so. Um, as you guys find, you know, uh, new areas to develop functionalities, um, you know, do you guys compete with anything, anybody else directly? I know there's more property management offers coming up, uh, you know, in Canada, U.S. Who, who are your competitors in this space that you work with or, or people that you, you work with? Yeah, so I can't speak specifically on competitors in the space, but what I will say is that Landlord Credit Bureau is, is unique in the fact that we offer this ability for landlords of all sizes. And so historically it's only been very large landlords that have relationships with Equifax TransUnion Experian that are able to report rental payments or you have to pay specifically through the platform. Whereas with Landlord Credit Bureau, we're looking to partner with a lot of technologies and property managers, landlords to help collect and, and use that rental data to help the vast majority of tenants as well as to create the added assurance. And so that's, I think where we're uniquely placed in the market is we're able to bring that power to the masses. Yeah, that's great. And I, I haven't seen anybody that really offers this service. I think I was just curious, but this seems like a really good idea. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, this year, especially, we've seen a great uptick in, in traffic to our website and new users, um, specifically related to uncertainty. I mean, the real estate market has its ups and downs and all these trends that continue to evolve, whereas I'd say the, the main driver this year has been looking for the increased communication and looking for accountability on both sides for so for tenants looking to you know make sure that their their landlord is is giving them the benefits and, and providing the services they require and similar with landlords looking for their tenants to ensure that they're abiding by the rules set out in the lease and and you know they're willing to reward them for that as long as they're abiding by it so 
you know, COVID has presented some, some really interesting challenges, but has provided our team with a lot of insight into the conversations that's been have, had across the country. And, you know, each state is slightly different as how they, they handle those conversations. But um, yeah, it's been a very interesting year. Yeah, no, I think similar to like the mortgage industry, you know, the banks, when somebody goes delinquent on their mortgage payment, the banks always had a way to report that to the credit bureaus and, you know, whether it's because of COVID, because of their job situation right now, um, you know, landlord never really had that option, really, to kind of you know, work with the credit bureaus and you know, work with the tenants too, uh, helping them establish a trade line. They didn't have one. So I think it's a really good opportunity for, for everybody to um, be more responsible and uh, work with each other in, in this challenging environment. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And historically reporting agencies have, they put out a, or collections agencies, they put out something called a public notice. So what we put is a trade line, which kind of gets updated and it shows up in a different spot on those credit reports. And it also has a slightly different impact. And so, you know, I do think you're right in the fact that this is a, a good twist and a new way that we can provide this benefit to the landlords. Okay, awesome. Um, and do you work with a commercial landlords and tenants? Do, do, like if somebody had a self storage um, services. Yeah. yeah so we do do some commercial. It's a great question. Um, the caveat to that is there has to be an individual on the lease or a personal guarantor. So, you know, self storage is a, it's a good example because a lot of the individuals put it under their own name. And so in those instances, yeah, you, you can report on them because there's a, a human that is outlined in that lease. If it's a business entity with no guarantor, then at this point in time, unfortunately we, we can't offer anything for that. Okay. That's, that's interesting. How does that work? So, so if I sign up with an LLC name for, for uh, self-storage space or office space and I'm become delinquent on rent, what, what does the landlord typically do then? Do they have to go to the small claims court to get that judgment and report out as, as a judgment or, um, yeah, I guess, typically. Less, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you're, you're now, I obviously can't give any legal advice or anything, but typically what ends up happening is they're trying to go after a company in those instances. Yeah. Whereas what we allow is to kind of have that impact on a person, right? And as I had mentioned earlier, each individual that signs up with their website has to validate their identity, both on the tenant and the landlord. And so when you're looking at a company that would be reported, um, you know, historically, if it's just a company, you would be going after them in small claims court. Whereas if there's an individual associated, it's usually in the form of a guarantor um, on that lease so they could either get credit or so they could actually obtain rental of a specific property or unit, then that is where our service can definitely help because that person has, has credit and, and you could impact them that way. Right. And that, that kind of uh, make me think of the, like the student housing situation. When a student, sometimes when they sign a lease, the parents are the guarantors, they also sign the lease. Um, I guess if can, if the student you know decides to pick up and leave where they can't go to attend school because of COVID, and the landlord decides to hold them accountable to the lease and report it, uh, can you report? Does that show up on the parents' uh, credit too? If, if they're on the lease, it can. Yes. Okay. So, so I mean, I mean, yeah, but, student housing it, it's an interesting topic for sure because there is often parents that are guarantors, and what I've found is that student housing has become a good component of our business because they're new to credit right there. There's a ton of benefit for them. And in a lot of instances they pay on time. 
um, you know, parents are associated with the lease. A lot of landlords actually leave the parents off of, of the lease when they're reporting, um, just, you know, for the sake of not having, having any headaches or those sort of things. They, they want to give the students the benefit um, and whether or not the parent is involved. And so at that point in time, you don't have to put the guarantor on that lease, but you do have the option to. Yeah, gotcha. And same thing with uh, vacation rentals, right? Short-term vacation rental, if somebody's want to come in for a week or two weeks, uh, as, long as, you, as long as you have a lease agreement with them, um, you can use that as a uh, proof that they, they, you know, they are paying or they didn't pay. Do you see that uh, anybody sign up for that for those reasons for vacation rentals? Not so much. Yeah, I don't see so much on the short term rental. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you <laughs> should be paying by credit card or, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Most of the time yeah. it's paid through a different platform. It's, it's paid on demand or initial deposit so they have other means. So I can't say that that is uh, something that we see. Okay, sounds good. Um, just tell us a little bit more about Landlord Credit Bureau. Like what do you do on the team and who's other members on your team? And, you know, uh, who should somebody uh, reach out to if they have questions? Yeah, so the best place to go is landlordcreditbureau.com. Um, as I said, it's free to sign up and, and poke around and see what we what we do. There's lots of information on the website. And to find the most appropriate team member, you can just write into support at landlordcreditbureau.com and, and we'll direct you to the most appropriate person. Uh, you know, our CEO has, has been a really inspiring person to work with. He is a former corporate lawyer, which as you can imagine in this space is, is really helpful. Uh, he's got a great knowledge of, of real estate law and, and he's been a landlord and real estate investor for a while himself. He's also kind of a serial tech entrepreneur. And so when he found Landlord Credit Bureau, he actually found it out of, out of a need that he had within his portfolio and thought, hey, I, I have to get involved with this company. And so a couple of years ago when he came on board as CEO to help us launch a bunch of new features and, and to, to better serve both landlords and tenants, he's been the main one that's been driving that and, and has recently brought around a, a larger and ever expanding team that is helping on the marketing side and, and the communication and finding ways to make it much more efficient and, and user friendly. So everything from tech to, to sales to, to marketing to communication, it's, it's been a fun growth over the last little while. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. Uh, and I, I think just like I said before, it's sorely needed in this space. Um, yeah. uh, the great thing about the real estate industry, it's the, the people are fabulous, right? The people are looking for information. They're, they're looking to, to collaborate and to help each other. And especially on the investing side, you're like this podcast is you're, you're looking to hear what other people are doing. And maybe you find someone with deals. I mean, in my, my past, a lot of my, my deals have come out of just random conversations. Like, you know, me finding LCV was by happenstance at a dinner party that I, I met the CEO and we started talking real estate. Um, you know, and I think that's a really powerful aspect of this industry that that collaboration has always been there. And there's some really exciting technologies that have been coming out to just kind of create faster information for the people within this space. And, um, you know, we're, we're just feel pretty honored to be part of that. Great. Um, just for somebody who uh, wants to stay up to date on, uh, you know, latest real technology or, or trends, how do you personally, um, you know, on these new services, like I found you guys like, like, you know, like I said before, through uh, networking and on the Facebook, um, but how do you stay up on latest uh, real estate technologies and trends? 
Yeah, I, podcasts are big for me. I um, yeah, I run every morning and I tend to listen to listen to podcasts, whether they're real estate or, or general investing. I love the stories of how things start. Um, and then there's a few other subscriptions that I, I have come to my mailbox that I can skim through to see what I'm interested in and, and what I want to read about. Um, you know, in the past, there was a lot more more meetups and a lot more, I'll call them industry events that, that I would go to. Uh, whether those are formal or just kind of informal gatherings. And so I definitely miss those. I'm craving that human connections, like I think most people are at this time. But, you know, I found that has been a vast majority of how I stay up to date. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I, you know, I really don't, I used to read more books, but uh, I find myself reading less, less books. Um, but yeah, I do di- definitely digest more information from, uh, um, you know, some industry websites, uh, I think Houston Business Journal is really good. Yeah, um, definitely is. Uh, those are good industry-wide uh, and, and some probably good lo- local information too. And like you said, I try to use to go to meetups and uh, now it's more you know, podcasts and uh, listen to audiobooks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, well, and as we were discussing just before the podcast started, there you kind of have to have that mix of that local knowledge that is specific to you in your space, especially if you're looking to invest or operate. But I, I think it's also important to be tracking some of those macro trends across the country or across the globe, which, which can start to have impact. So um, every, every person kind of finds their own niche that they can consume that information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of things, macro things going on around the world in, in the country, but every market is different. And I really have to get into the nitty gritties to know what, how your market is doing and your neighborhood. Yeah, so... Um, all right, we're going to get to the, the fun segment of the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So uh, besides work and real estate, what do you do for fun? Uh, you know, the best part of my days to start is usually going for a run. So I usually get up early in the morning, head outside, and put in a podcast or not, and, and just start my day with some silent exercise. So that's been a long, long-standing tradition, given my history on athletics. Um, but that's a good way to start the days. Um, and then the other aspect is I, I love food, cooking, eating. Um, I've had the fortunate background of being able to move around and travel in several different areas. So I always am excited to try different dishes. Yeah. Any good uh, Texas barbecue places in Toronto? Have you found any? Uh, there is uh, There is a place called Cherry Street Barbecue. It's not as good as Texas. I will definitely say that. After living there, I yeah, I crave it, but I definitely don't go back to it. So, right, yeah, I think the at least Houston, from my experience, that really good. Right, I'm sure Tonto does too. Is a you know, you guys have a large international uh, population, so you have probably food from everywhere. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, Texas barbecue and Tex-Mex are the things. Uh, really yeah, well, Texas started my love for food. I mean, it was oh good. Yeah, you know, I moved down there and you just had access to a bunch of. A bunch of produce that you could test out and you know things were were consumable and, and affordable and you just had exposure to things that i never had growing up in, in western canada and uh you know for my wife and i that's really when we started to branch out and, and try out different restaurants and try out different types of food and then start to replicate it at home so i have a very fondness in my heart for for texas and, and the food that's down there yeah yeah we're we're we definitely are big for everything yeah Food is definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, any uh, favorite books, uh, movies, or podcasts you read, listen to that you recommend? Mm. You know, I 
there was a couple of books that I read recently that I, I found really good. One was American Icon on uh, Alan Mulally um, about his time as CEO of Ford. I thought there was a really, really good dissection of, of the industry and kind of a story of how a leader stepped in and, and helped build a company. Another one was was Shoe Dog, similar type of story about you know a CEO, but you know this is about Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, and just the way the narrative was told. I thought it was a wonderful portrayal of the entrepreneurial journey, about like the struggles and the constant shifts, and it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed reading both of those. Yeah, no, um, I, I read the Sam Zell's book not too long ago. Uh, Am I being too blunt or something like that? Okay. Um, that, that's a really interesting read too. I mean, his story is kind of a pretty iconic in terms, you know, in terms of where he came from, how he joined uh, his companies, uh, mm -hmm. the way he thinks. Um, and he's, you know, I, I think he started in real estate too. And now he's had so many different ventures, but uh, I think that was a book that, that kind of um, really made a good impression on me. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your favorite app on your phone? Do you have any? I know I'm a big phone user. I can't live without my phone. Uh, do you have a favorite one? Do you have a game or, or any utility apps that you, you uh, can't live without? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a game guy on my phone, so I'm pretty boring, but I'd say the most used one is podcasts. Like I, okay. I usually listen to them every day. And then my guilty pleasure would be Zillow. Like just looking at real estate, I, I like to kind of pull up and see what trends are within different markets and things. So there's a couple of real estate apps that I'll go to to see what recent prices are or place check out to see what my favorite houses are doing in Houston. Yeah. Good. You're Stay off. Ah, uh, man, I, I have too many. Um, just look at my phone now. Um, Spotify, it's good for music. Um, you know, with, uh, Houston, Houston real estate association have a HR, HAR app. It's pretty good for real estate uh, around this area, at least locally. Uh, I also just downloaded an app called Elevate. Um, okay. It's kind of a mental training, uh, exercising just for like if you want to improve your math, your grammar, your uh, speaking and vocabulary, those kind of things. They give you kind of like three or five lessons. You can sign up for the premium ones, give you a lot more lessons, but the free, at least even the free one, give you a good, good range of uh, exercise, mental exercise you can do. So instead of playing games, that's something you can, and they make it into the formal games, kind of a, you know, they try to make it into, you know, Duolingo has the uh, language version, but this is more just in general for, uh, you know, any kind of mental exercises game. So it's kind of fun. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I just started that. So it's, uh, give it a shot. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about, about uh, Lando Association? I will include all your in contact information, uh, your website, uh, any social media sites that people are you guys on um, that you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, the best place to go for the updated information is our website. Um, okay. It seems to be where we drive most of, most of the content and, and most of the information. So even within the app, once, once you do sign up, that is the best way to stay updated because then we can send you uh, recent updates and, and communication coming directly from us. So that's the best way to do it. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot. I really appreciate you having me, George. It was great speaking with you today. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Grant. That was great.